0: What is going on, my friends? This is Demian, your host of That Arsenal Women Podcast. You wanted an Arsenal Women Podcast. You got an Arsenal Women Podcast. Let's go. Wow, wow, wow. The past few days have been incredible, to say the least. So many things to tell you about so many personal things that I'm going through in a really really good way. And as I talk to you, I'm watching the Dutch national team just tied against Norway through David Klassen, and I'm also right before I started this, I was listening to uh Lyon versus Levante, the women's uh, teams. Hopefully, uh, I wasn't able to get a stream, but I've been able to listen here and there. And so far, I have not heard Van de Donk in action. So hopefully, the second, uh, the second half will change, so I can feel like more complete. So today, today, today. Let's see. I had sort of a different type of show plan. I wanted to talk about different things, but a couple of things sort of arose. One of them was. The match yesterday in which we beat Slavia Prague 3-0 through Nikita Paris, through Kim Little, and Viviana Midama. And, by the way, Beth Mead's assist was just lights out. I mean, that should have... I wish we could have, like, award people. Like, instead of, like, a, a red card... And a a yellow card. We should award some sort of like, I don't know, like a purple card or blue card or something like that when you have such an amazing assist that's not quite a goal, so to speak. It's like a half goal. But anyway, what I wanted to talk today was uh, Kim Little because that's the other thing that transpired yesterday or today, I should say, which is that she announced her retirement from international football for Scotland. So... What I wanted to touch on was her impact on our team, on the squad and women's football, as I understand it, of course, and sort of the void that she has filled in my Arsenal loving heart. And, of course, uh, I will touch upon a little bit on on just European nights as a whole. And I actually will start with that. So, as usual, I'm guessing that you are an Arsenal club fan, right? Arsenal Football Club in general. And you have uh, suffered a lot in the past few years supporting the men. And there has been countless amounts of uh, items (laughs) with which to be frustrated, right? It can be the lack of uh, a proper captain. It could be the lack of um, a world-class manager. It could be the absurd wages that we pay some of the players that limit our ability to then purchase others or reward others that might deserve it, quote unquote, more. Uh, We've all heard uh, of field drama. We all see the corruption in football. We all see diving. We all see racism, you know, and a million things, right? Uh, Players that break COVID protocol and so on and so forth. Among the frustrations that are very much reflected and palpable, I should say, on a day-to-day basis, is the lack of European football. And what I mean by that is, on the men's side, qualifying for the Champions League, or doing even remotely well in the Europa League, or up until recently, the UEFA Cup. That is a, a, a... A very big source of of frustration as a fan because I am spoiled. I started supporting Arsenal in an era where we were serial winners, where the bare minimum was to finish second, and above us would only be Man United for a few years. That was just the only alternative. And not only just any Man United team, but a super stellar Man United team with which we could go toe-to-toe with. And we would feel comfortable, and we would never be like, "Oh, we're gonna lose this match." That used to never ever happen, by the way. Like for years upon years, I never thought I was gonna lose a match, you know, among the the Premier League, or even so much uh, as some 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 against some European teams, believe it or not. So recently, as you know, there has been none of that for numerous numerous reasons however in the spirit of wanting to feel the joy and love of of being in being part of a european night you know playing the, those champions league games against you know legendary clubs all over the world and facing you know our squad hosting amazing teams and amazing players and legendary clubs and so on i miss that i miss that a lot and to a degree it's part of the sort of Arsenal identity that has made me be be continue being a fan and loving this 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 club sometimes more than others. My point is that Arsenal women have been a constant in European football. And it's of course if you're an Arsenal women fan you know this, but not a lot of Arsenal men know what we have in front of us, in within our club, in the pride that they have uh, stamped on our badge when the men aren't pulling their weight. So just to illustrate in case you don't know this, Arsenal men qualified for the... Oh, it didn't qualify. They got to the Champions League final in the 2004-2005 season, and they lost against Barcelona. right? And that was for a lot of people... The start of the beginning of an era, myself included, when Arsene Wenger did not start Dennis Bergkamp. I thought it was a ma- major mistake and I knew that there was something there. And that actually started sort of my disconnect with that manager. But the point is not that. The point is that when the men started to sort of decrease in quality and in, I don't want to say ability, but let's just say in winning trophies, right? The women were just absolutely killing it. And in 2007, so you do the math <laughs> because I'm not going to do it. But in 2007, Arsenal women became the first and only club, English side anyway, to win the league, the League Cup, the FA Cup, and the Champions League, which I believe at the time was still called the UEFA Cup Cup. I'm not 100% sure, but the point is they won the Champions League. So we do, Arsenal Football Club has European success. We have won the Champions League. And I want to, I don't say that with a caveat like, oh, but it's the women. No, I want you to think about this and I want you to realize it. and I want you to internalize it. Arsenal Football Club are a Champions League winning team. Yes, it happened in 2007, but through the years, up until now, there have been a constant in 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 the competition, and it's it's amazing to watch, to to know that our club is very well represented, and yes, that competition is not as straightforward as uh, on the men's side. There's a lot of qualification scenarios and rules and and stipulations and coefficients and so on and so forth. That's incredibly incredibly confusing but the only thing I'll say is just like go with what you read in terms of like do we qualify or we don't right (laughs) who do we play next and to watch them uh absolutely play Slavia Prague off the park was was something to behold because of course we're all in anticipation of the season opener against Chelsea at the Emirates Stadium um on Sunday but the reality is that this was, for me anyway, the real first test. And to to, to get an idea of what, what uh, Jonas Eideval is going to do, what team he's going to line up with, what players are going to play where, it was just really interesting to me personally. There are, you know, very... There were many highlights, so to speak. But again, this is not about the match stats or to to review matches or or to tell you about some of the highlights and so on. What I will say though, in this is this is in, in the spirit of this this podcast is how it made me feel. <laughs> right? This is a very much a emotional based, emotions based podcast. So I at the beginning of the transfer season or, or at the end of the season I should say, when we hear Jill Moving on. And we heard, oh, who, by the way, scored today. And Dom Jansen scored a uh, winning goal today as well. Against Bordeaux, I believe. Uh, my point is, to me, it was somewhat of a dark time. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. No Dunk, No Jill Roard. What are we doing? What's happening? Then the news of, of Jordan Nobs getting injured. Who knows for how long. That was really, really rough. And I wasn't really sure what to expect, like a lot of people. And I didn't know anything about the coach. I still don't. Uh, But a lot of you do know about him. You know his track record and and are much more familiar and kind of know what to expect. But to see the team spirit, to see Mana Iwabuchi, to see how Steph and Noel are playing or played, Frida, um... Kim, when she, uh, excuse me, uh, Leo did amazing. Beth, when she came in, but I cannot continue speaking about this without mentioning Kim, our captain, and that is sort of my next point. This is how I transition. So, if one of the frustrations with a club for me with a men on the men's side is that we never have proper captains, it seems like. They're either on the bench or not the most disciplined of players. They're not necessarily the face of the club. Uh, And if there's one criticism that I can make that I would die on this hill is that our captains, since maybe Fabregas, Van Persie, yeah, I would say Van Persie, they have not been consistent players. Not Mikel Arteta, not obviously Granit Xhaka, or who, you name them, Aubameyang, whoever came before, it doesn't matter. They're just not consistent players. the The way that I've been watching the sport, you lead on the field, right? Of course, there's like around the pitch, there, there, there's outside of the pitch, and you know, in the dressing room and whatever. But the the body language, the behavior, the rallying cries, you name it they were missing for me for a long long time and it, again it's one of those things where i found what it's missing it's been in front of me the whole time and that has been through watching kim little and kim again i cannot overstate how good she is her ability her how clutch she is how reliable she is but because, again, this is not a stats-based thing. You can look up all the stats are all her goals. And the fact that she, you know, retired today and you see the how much love she's gotten and from whom she's gotten, it. it's absolutely incredible. And it only takes a little bit of research to know, you know, that every basically every player thinks the world of Kim, both her teammates her adversaries, they all think that she is the most unbelievably professional, a consummate, consummate professional, and somebody that is so consistent. And, of course, I have had favorite players through the years, and especially at Arsenal. You know me. I was always DVD plus 10. Uh, Now I'm more of a Beth Mead plus 10. But without a shadow of a doubt, if I just, I think... I think and I feel and I combine those two. Kim Little, came little, is the heart and soul of our club. She is the most reliable, the most professional, the most consistent. Her her ball handling, her uh, her coolness under pressure, her penalty taking, her leadership, um, her fitness, just everything. I you cannot just. You cannot overstate it. She is um, very sort of quiet off the pitch. You never hear anything regarding, or uh, very little interviews and and very, very little of of uh, sort of public appearances. Barely, if at all, any social media, and that is just something that I love because it's sort of a throwback, and it just shows to everybody, you know, when you have people you know posting online all every little thing flying on private jets or that they are made to train with the reserves and how bad you feel and so on and then you have basically a world class player that has been world class for years upon years upon years delivering day in and day out being consistent being great to the fans being a an absolute pride and diamond for the club, not having to do any of that, not showing off. Plus keeping in mind all the, the, you know, adversity that women deal with in in football in general, it's just nothing short of outstanding. So this is just a way to pay tribute to Kim to publicly thank her for being a rock and a consistent just heart in that literally in the middle of the, of, of the park and it's just a joy to watch. And, of course, a lot of the players are going to miss her in international at the international level, Team GB. And I see a lot of people basically getting scared and assuming that she's going to retire also from Arsenal very soon. And I just think that's a little silly because, not that I'm minimizing your feelings, but, you know, if anything else, it's the opposite. She's going to focus much more on Arsenal, I would guess. You know, it's just a guess. But that's about it. So... I hope you're doing well. Right now we are in Portland, which is a very, very special city for me because not only is my sister lives here, but today, for the first time ever in my life, both my mom and dad, alongside with my sister, are going to watch me perform live. And I know that's pretty crazy, but as a Venezuelan and my sister having moved to Boston for a long time ago and just things never lining up, it it has just never been a thing. So now in a few hours, in about nine hours time, I am going to be on stage looking at the crowd and seeing three of the most important people in my life for the first time ever watching me perform. So that was just a little bit of personal news. But anyhow, I hope you're doing well. As always, thank you for the amazing comments. I know there was a little drama last week about... Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo some players posting about him and so on and I know that I got some um, criticism and some people took screenshots of one of my tweets and replied to them but didn't uh, have the decency to tag me so we could have a an educated conversation so I, I I want you all to know that I'm always willing to learn and willing to grow and and just as a as a last thing that I'll mention, you know, assumptions are the mother of all F-ups, as they say. So when you watch or read a tweet and you assume that I know all the details behind X, Y, or Z, or any of the details, or in this case, allegations of rape, and you assume that I know that and then I just continue to support X, Y, or Z, that is uh, categorically incorrect, and sometimes we make mistakes. So I, I know that you don't know everything that I know and vice versa. But just we got to keep an open mind and, and we got to listen. We got to when, when we have these conversations online, we need to listen and read properly and understand there's context and understand there's communication as well. let just move on. Thank you so much for listening. We'll speak soon.